Damn it, Apo, come on. Blow the shell, Bogey. You know, I I just I was I was thinking about all kinds of stuff today and I came up with this. You cannot serve God and mammon. And some people don't know the difference. All right, first we gotta start with attitude of gratitude. So on today's podcast, right? God and Mammon. Okay, I hope you guys know. All right, so uh wanna say mahalo to everybody. Tuning in, Botswana was the last country so far. We never have a new country in about uh two and a half weeks, almost three weeks three weeks yeah i've been three weeks and uh so but anyway we got 30 something countries 20 something states apple podcast represents 66 percent of our listenership spotify is 16 percent they're moving up there was 14 and everybody else is 11 percent anchor is five percent and our demos are 23 to dead okay so if you're younger than 23 well we get one it does show that there's one percent of 17 year olds so if you take our total listening audience, there's there's a few high school people. Okay, I don't know uh, exactly why they're listening, but bro, hey, we love the young people, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later about why I respect young people. Okay, well, some of them anyway, the productive ones, and uh, males are eighty one percent, females eighteen, everybody else is the kind, and. Um, Everybody else is like floating. I don't know. Uh, they, we don't have any non-binaries. You know what a non-binary is, right? Okay, because if they don't know if they're male or female and they sign up and they okay, never mind. Uh, anyway, so we we don't want any controversy on this podcast, please. We work too hard to be canceled. So, so, and and if you don't like the podcast, don't listen. Okay, it's that easy. Just just turn them off. If something offends you or you don't understand like what we mean or what okay, you can write to me, okay, at hereforyouusa at gmail.com. You can also DM me. A lot of people do that rather than, you know, uh, they go to my Here For You uh, site on Instagram, Here For You 808, and then they, they DM, you know, and I get, I get, oh man. So, so anyway. Let's, let's get back to the topic. Okay, let's not go off on that because I got some comments about the last podcast. And this guy was like, Uncle, what you talking blue pill, red pill, all that kind of stuff. We're like, I'm not blue pill. And then I asked him some questions. And based upon the answers, he was definitely blue pill. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's, a, that's not a podcast, Alliance. That's not a podcast. Okay, so anyway, so here, here's, what, here's what the scoop was. About God and mammon. And I don't know. A lot of people are. They cannot tell the difference. Because the lines are blurring. Hawaiians. They are blurring. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I mean. Okay. Now, you, you know when you go to church. And they open your your 
Roman written Bibles, <laughs> right? <clears throat> and they say, well, you cannot serve God and mammon. And what they're telling you is you cannot serve money and serve God, right? Which is true and not true. Okay. Now, the reason why the church did this is because they wanted you to give the money to the church. Because, like, okay, if, if this is bad and we got all this money, okay, let's just give it to the church. And the church would take care of this. And then in return, we will go to heaven. Okay. <laughs> like, bro, I've, I've, I've seen this scenario so often. Okay. First of all, you cannot buy your way into heaven. Uh, second of all, heaven and hell is a Catholic concept. It's a Roman concept. Roman. Okay. And, and incidentally, while we're on that, but this is not a podcast, Alliance, okay? But um, I hope you know that the Roman Empire turned into the Holy Roman Empire. And you see, because contracts are contracts and they, they don't expire, okay? No such thing as you take over a country, right? And then, then oh, uh, okay, but, uh, you, you know, when we get to, uh, say, 1960, uh, okay, the, the, the contract is null and void. No, it's not. So the, the the Holy Roman Empire is a continuation of of the Roman Empire, okay? And the Holy Roman Empire has a king, okay? And they call that the Pope. And and bro, we we'll, we'll, we'll get into that on a, like, like I said, that's not a podcast, okay? But the Jesuit order, we have a Jesuit Pope right now, okay? Because he's from the Jesuit order. Now the Jesuit order are the guys that are in charge of the politics of the world. They run the politics of the world. Uh, if you ever have tried to go up against the Jesuit order, chances are you, you've ended up in a ditch somewhere in Cunia. And <laughs> no, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, you don't go up a, against the Jesuit order. And they have a very good way of uh, stifling people or, or, let's say, taking care of people, right? Um, to where they're not even people anymore. They're not even living entities anymore. But but that's what happens. Okay. So so I don't know if you guys you know, and um yeah. So take that with your little orange juice this morning at 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 lunch <laughs> on your lunch break or whatever. But anyway, getting back to serving God and Mammon. Now there's a fine line between serving God and serving Mammon. Okay. Now the law of attraction. This is a law of attraction podcast. And it's a comedy podcast because we make any kind. I make no bones about that. Bro, I make any kind. And if you don't like it, just remember, I don't give a rip. Okay? I don't care. And and I think because I don't care, I've gotten as far as I've gotten in life, wherever the hell that is. I don't know where that is. I See? Because some guys get, you know, some of my friends, right? So here's the thing. If you're the biggest dog in the room, you don't want to be in that room. You want to be in the room with the bigger dog so you can learn. So my friends have way more money than me. My my friend, one of my friends bought his, so, so one of my friends bought his wife a Maserati. Not the bottom of the line Maserati that I'm going to get, right? No, he, he got the top of the line $150,000 Maserati, right? Because they come in all flavors, right? And for his wife, and after about... A couple of weeks, his wife decided that, nah, she don't like him, right? And they sold him. They, they, they shipped it off to California. But but these are you know, these are the kind of friends that I have, okay? And and these guys are big dogs. Can I go out tomorrow and, and get a $150,000 Maserati? I guess, Hawaiians, I could. 
I, I think I could, right? But that would be the only thing I own. And that, I would have to live in that Maserati. Bro, I would have to take shower in that Maserati. I would, I would have to, I would have to eat, I would have to eat McDonald's in that Maserati because McDonald's would be the only thing I could afford always, okay? So yes, I'm not at that $150,000 Maserati level, okay? Now, one of my friends, Declan, Okay, I'll, I'll just say his first name, right? Uh, bro, I love this guy. He's a great guy. He's a very, he's a great man. And you know what? He is probably one of the most, ah, I want to say, underappreciated uh, for his intellect and for his capacity and the things that he knows. He he is very underrated, okay? Because this guy is, is a his genius caliber, and I don't think he knows. <laughs> I, I don't think he knows. But he drives a Ferrari, okay? Um, he leases the Ferrari. He leases, bro, he's, he leases Jaguars, Ferrari. He's got a whole bunch of toys, okay? And and he's he's a brilliant guy. Now, now I learned from guys like this, right? Declan and I used to sit down. We used to talk story, uh, you know, like, like for an hour at a time, couple hours. It was to sit down and talk story. And I learned so much from him, right? And this is what I mean, Hawaiians. You gotta be, you gotta be the smallest dog in a room or one of the smaller dogs so you can learn. Okay. Cause when you're the biggest dog in a room, and trust me, I've seen these guys. I know I'm going off topic, small kind of way. Okay. But, but I'm gonna, it, it's all gonna relate to God and Mammon, right? Hang in there with me, Hawaiians. I knew these guys, right? In the entertainment industry. And they, they were passing themselves off as, you know, I don't know, radio people. They were actually comedians. They were personalities. So so they changed the term, right? In the, in the old days, it was a DJ, right? And a DJ was a disc jockey, and they called it that because we had discs, right? We had 33 and a half RPM discs, right? And we had 45 discs. Uh, if you don't know, just Google. And for you young guys, okay, we had records, vinyl, okay? And then, so after that, they started calling us, they started calling us um, radio personalities because they they started switching formats and stuff. We no longer had the, the kind of stuff we had back in the day, right? So technology changed, you know, we went to CDs, all that kind of stuff, and, and pretty soon CD didn't fit with this jockey. And so so pretty soon what happened, and this was very interesting what happened in Hawaii, is it went from all these white professional guys from the mainland, right? And they were they were the guys that was the majority in radio. And it went to all these local boys. Anyway, so some of these local boys that became these so-called celebrities, uh, local celebrities, right? And I, I belong to that club. Right. And and these local boys, so some of them, okay, and I'm saying some, a small handful, very small. Um, they would in fact I think it's just two guys that I know. I didn't know them three three guys. I, I don't know, I think I think it's a handful of guys, okay? And I saw these guys, right, handpick their cronies, handpick the guys that were following them, around them, right? And all of these guys, I think one guy had Down syndrome. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, not making fun of Down syndrome. I'm just saying, you know, these guys were what you call mentally challenged. And at the head or the top of the pyramid was this 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 radio celebrity personality dude or whatever, right? And and so and then this one guy was really smart, and he had a bunch of derelict friends that he hung out with and i'm like what 
Okay, now this usually happens, okay, when when people are intimidated, right, by people who are better than them. And and this is why I say you gotta find, you gotta be in the room with the bigger dog so you can learn, so you can benefit. If you're the biggest dog in the room, guess what's hap- guess what's happening? Slowly, you're telling yourself that you're the man, <laughs> okay? And you know, if you gotta be the man, because I've seen this, I've seen this over and over again. If you gotta do that to be the man, if you gotta hang out with people like, I wanna say below your level or like way below your level, okay, cronies, right? Uh, if you gotta do that and surround yourself with those kind of people, um, then I really feel sorry for you in your life. I really do. And I felt sorry for these guys because they, they were, and you know what? They're in the same place today as they were 10 years ago. They're in the same place today. They were 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, right? Because I've been there. I, I've been around for 30 years in broadcasting, right? Now, yeah, you guys only heard of, you know, you guys only heard of me from 1999, but there was a bunch of work before that. You see, and this is the this is the whole thing about, you know, it, it took years to become an overnight success. You, you see what I'm saying? And we did the whole, the whole Junior Kekuweba Junior story was a rags to riches story. If you saw it unfold, the whole thing was, you know, but that's not a podcast, right? But we're going to tell that story uh, in the way that... Uh, in the way that it was illustrated on purpose, and we'll tell that on a podcast. We told you guys what happened. We told you guys, you know, all of that. We didn't. We didn't tell you the backstory of all of it, and and my intentions in in how we we made uh, we set an example, and and we made this illustration so that the average local boy would look at it and go, you know what, bro, <laughs> I can do that. You see what I'm saying? You know, because we wanted we wanted to present value to people. Well, I wanted to. The guys that I was working with, they just they were they went along for the ride. <clears throat> you know, and there was only one guy that actually saw what I was doing. There was only one guy who understood it. He was smart enough to understand. The one guy, just one guy. The other guys was all like, I mean, you know, to them it was here neither here nor there. They were worried about their own stuff. They had their own drama. They was doing whatever. And and a lot of it they couldn't catch on to. A lot of it they couldn't spot. A lot of, you know, it was above their pay grade or whatever. Maybe it was below their pay grade. I don't know. Maybe that was too maybe that was too involved in their mammon. Okay? <laughs> above the anyway, so God and Mammon, right? Okay. Now here's the thing. Let's go to church for a while. Let's talk about church for because I talked about the five oh one C three, okay, nonprofit profits. Okay, on another podcast, it was one of our best podcasts as far as listeners go, right? And we had tons of listeners. Okay, now in the last twenty-four hours, we have we had seventy-seven hundred listens to our podcast, and this is worldwide. Okay, um, our number one state is California, then Texas, then Hawaii, and then everything else, uh, all the other states, and then we have countries, right? But but uh, having said that, okay, a lot of people tuned into that podcast. Right, and cause, cause I think a lot of people see what's going on. Okay, now you know I I look at people like Joel Osteen. Okay, Joel Osteen to me, like everybody goes, well, he's a false teacher. He he's not doing the right thing. He's not he's not doing scripture properly. He's not. No, you know what? I I know scripture. I studied scripture right since I was thirteen, maybe younger, and and so I know I know what he's doing. <clears throat> 
He's preaching the law of attraction. He is up there telling you that if you do this, if you do that, if you think positive, if you, you know, whatever, you're going to get positive results. And you know what? He's absolutely right. Okay. But, but there are haters. Now, are these haters atheist? No. <laughs> Not at all. Mm-mm. These people that are projecting hate onto Joel Osteen. Poor Joel. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're Christians. These are church people. Okay. Now, I can tell you that Christianity has morphed into a very radical movement, much like its origins. Okay. Now, Christianity was like very violent in the old days. It was very violent. Okay, they, they took down entire societies, kingdoms, uh, countries. They, they brought it to its knees. Okay, I don't know if you've ever studied the Spanish Inquisition. Okay, go, go look it up. Go do some reading. Okay, Christianity. There were, there were people that were, you know, impaled. There were people that went through some very unusual kinds of torture in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, now. Not, nothing against Jesus. I love Jesus Christ. I pray the Lord's Prayer every day when I get up. The real Lord's Prayer. The one without the amen. I don't know if you guys... Yeah, I don't know. That's not a podcast, Hawaiians, okay? But, but I do that as part of my morning deal. Okay? It's not really a ritual. I don't want to call it a ritual because I don't, I don't believe in going through a ritual like every morning. Okay, the only thing that is ritualistic about my mornings is maybe my coffee, you know, to get me to get me alert and focused and and whatever, you know. And and um, you know, I am by no means, uh, uh, what do you call, you know, like like a church person like like that. No, but I serve God and I don't serve Mammon. Now, some of the guys that know me, they go, wow, you serve God and you, you going out with all these chicks and you, you, you doing all this stuff with chicks. Went, yeah. Cause there's a difference between the God that the church tells you about and, and the spirituality God, the spiritual God. So what is a spiritual God? Well, the spiritual God is the God inside of you. Okay. Now we were put on the planet. To be fruitful and multiply and all of that, right? Okay. Now, colonialism is what is where this monogamous one man, one woman thing came from. Okay, this was religion did this. All right. Now, if you look at indigenous cultures, the Hawaiian culture, right? In the Hawaiian culture, and we're talking about God and mammon here, okay? We're talking about the spiritual side first. Then I'm going to talk about the mammon side. So the, the spiritual side first, right, is that, I mean, you know, when the Hawaiians went off to war, the warriors left their wives in the company of their best friend. And their best friend's job was to take care of his wife. And I do mean take care in all areas. Okay, now I know there's a lot of Hawaiians probably listening because we're really picking up in Hawaii now. You guys still behind Texas and, and the kind California, but... There's a lot of Hawaiians that that come on my page and go, "Hey, Hawaiian," because that's what we do in Hawaii. For you guys in, for you guys in Pakistan and India that they're listening to us, get that we call each other Hawaiians. If we're from Hawaii, we don't have to be Hawaiian, Hawaiian. But a lot of these guys are part Hawaiian, you know. 
And so they tell me, oh, Hawaiian, we heard the podcast, Hawaiian. You know, and, and they, you know, give me comments and, and whatever. So we know that there's some Hawaiians listening. For you Hawaiians listening, just know that, that this is what happened. And a lot of you know this already. Okay, now in indigenous cultures, we're talking in Africa, the tribes. We're talking, we're talking in the Middle East and the tribes. There's, there's all kinds of tribes in, in all kinds of culture. American Indians, okay? Now, nobody ever heard of, okay, one man, one woman, uh, till death do you part. No. <laughs> I mean, just no, okay? It, it didn't work like that, okay? Because spirituality doesn't work like that. And spirituality is not religion. Mm-hmm. So where do we get this religion from? Where do we get all this stuff from? Well, maybe it started with the best of intentions, okay? But it did start with the intention of colonializing societies, okay? So so you remember when the, the pilgrims came, right? The colonies, that's why they call them colonies, okay? This is 13 colonies, right? Okay, there you go. And then there's the significance of the numbers, you know, seven, 13 colonies, right? And then you have seven tribes of Israel. You know why you get seven tribes? Seven cranial nerves in the brain. Everything that religion tells you, okay, is inside of you. It's inside your brain. It's inside your physiology. As above, so below the belt. Okay, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you guys take the waist up, right, and look at the physiology in the brain, the upper body, Right? It mirrors the lower body. Okay? It's the same as above, so below. Okay, now we are the macro microcosm of the macrocosm. What's the macrocosm? The universe. We are a miniature version. Okay? So everything is duplicated. Okay, there's a duality in life as well, right? There's good and bad, there's dark and light, is it all of that stuff, right? That's not a podcast. But I'm just telling you, I'm giving you background on this religion stuff, okay? So what we did was we took people, right, from the inside. We took people from spirituality and we said, okay, we'll go, we'll go put them in on book now. And in, the Bible was written by the Flavians, the Flavians of Rome. They were a dynasty. These emperors wanted to be worshipped as gods. And this is nothing new. You know, whenever you're an emperor, right, what, what's left? Well, you got to go higher than that. I mean, so humans have this built-in this built-in thing, right? That you know, if you if you make somebody the king of the earth tomorrow, right? The following day, he's not satisfied anymore because he's the king already, right? Now he wants the moon. You see, so so there's there's a lot, and I'm I'm just touching on these things because I ain't you know we only have so much time on a podcast, and I'm not going to make a podcast about each individual thing that's crazy, and it goes over most people's heads. But my purpose on the podcast is to make you guys think so you guys can go in and go, go check them. You know, check them, Hawaiians. Check them. Go in, go look, go look. And, you, and then you're going to see, oh, you mean they've been telling us all this stuff all these years and it's so simple, like it's inside of us? <laughs> yeah. But they took your focus away from you and they put it in this book. They put it in this building. They put it in this religious order. They put it in this religious denomination, right? And they said, okay, this is the thing. That's the thing right there. No Hawaiians. It's all inside of you. If you never see a church in your life, it's all good. Now, am I against churches? 
No, I'm not against churches. God bless them. They're a business, but you got to see it for what it is, Hawaiians. All right. Now, that's that's a little bit of the God stuff. OK, so God is in you. You already have that. You're not going to get God by going to the church. You're not going to find yourself by going to the church. If you cannot find yourself by yourself, guess what, Hines? <laughs> You're not going to find them in the church. What do they tell you in church? I've been to so many churches. Bro, I went to, I went in locally, I went to Kauai Hall Church. And I got to say, of all the churches I went to, I felt the most pono, the most at home, the most uh, I want to say spiritual The most uh, Everything Right At Kauai Hau Church I gotta say that And I'm not saying it Because it's a Hawaiian church I'm saying it Because that was the vibe Okay Now I went to these other churches Right I stopped going to this one church The biggest church in the state Right And and the pastor makes 600 something thousand a year And you know God bless him I hope he's happy <laughs> I hope he's happy but but the reason why I stopped going, okay, for two reasons, okay? So the first reason, mm, the first reason I stopped is because I practice the law of attraction, okay? And we go a lot according to vibration. Now, when you're in a low vibration, okay, now here's the takeaway from the law of attraction part of today's podcast, when you're in a low vibration, you attract low vibrational things and feelings and circumstances. When you're in a high vibration, when you're happy, Hawaiians, when you're dancing, when you think about it, when you go to a club and you just dance and have a good time, don't the girls find you, Hawaiians, guys, right? You just go into a, so check this out, do this next time, you younger guys, because my clubbing days, eh. I don't go to clubs. I, I go to lounges, you know, in the different. But but when I was younger, I went to clubs, right? And we had a strategy. And the strategy was, bruh, have fun by yourself. The chicks will find you. And the chicks found us every time. I was just telling my friend yesterday, I've been so blessed in my life. I have never had to chase chicks or, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like go hunting. <laughs> I've never had to hunt. I just, I'm there, chicks come, you know, and, and, and boom, you know, just uh, from there, it just goes from there. I don't mean boom right there in the club, I, you know, anyway, uh, that, that's a little comedy. So, uh, but, but I'm telling you, all you got to do is go to the club and have fun, just have fun. And you putting out that good vibe and you know what? Chicks feed on that good vibe. Okay. Now it's not just chicks. Right? You, you might attract some dudes. I don't know. You never know today. But I'm just saying that people are, are attracted to good vibes. Now, if you're sitting in the corner with your beer, with a scowl on your face, and you're in a bad mood, and you, you know, you see what I'm saying? And you just went in to get off some steam and have a few so you don't need to think about all the crap you've been through that day. All right. Chances are you're not going to attract nobody. You see what I'm saying? So I went to the church. Halfway through the church, right? So right before the collection, here comes this. And, and I saw a pattern, right? Because this started happening to me. Like, uh, I started noticing this pattern, right? And the last time I was there, right? So this, so then they, they put up this video presentation, okay? And this was in a high school gym that they were renting. And they put up this video presentation. 
and it was about this cameraman that worked for them because they have cameras, right? So they they have camera guys and they film the pastor and the associate pastors and all those guys that are doing, you know, part of the program and then they sing and, and it's the same formula. They sing, they make you feel good, right? Then what they do is they bring you down in the in in the middle, they bring you down. And there's a reason for that. Okay. So what I saw was everything was good. Hallelujah. Everybody was praising the Lord. They were dancing and singing and hula. Oh, that was the most spectacular hula because most of these guys, these entertainer guys, right? They used to be in Waikiki living the entertainer life, right? <laughs> and then they, they, and then they got saved, right? So now they only do them in the church. You know, I, I only play music in the church now. I only play Christian songs now. We don't do the secular stuff anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, whatever. And and so, you know, but I understand. I understand. And so they're doing that, you know, and pretty soon all of that is pow. And then they go into this thing and the music is like, boom. They got that drone thing going on, right? And then the narrative comes on. And they're talking story about this guy who's one of their cameramen who has cancer. Okay. Now, the first awkward part to me was the guy was right there on the camera filming the, the stage. And, you know, he was one of the workers. And he was going through, I don't know, I think it was stage three cancer, something like that. It, it was like almost really critical, right? He was undergoing treatment and chemotherapy and all of that. He had a hat on and, you know, all of that. And I feel sorry. Be, believe me, I feel for people that have cancer, that have go, have family members gone through cancer because my best friend died from cancer. And then, right, I had this, this girlfriend for five years, right? And then she came down with cancer. And I was like, oh, man, she lost her mind. She actually lost her mind. I mean, you know, and we had plans. You know, but she lost her. I mean, the the antidepressants and and when you when somebody tells you you're gonna die, or you you have a chance of dying, right? You freak out, and then they put her on antidepressants, and guess what? For the rest of her life, she will never be the same, Owens. And that to me, that was the biggest heartbreak. And I still think about that every day. Anyway, now the drone thing happens. The narration starts, right? And pretty soon. You know, after about 30 seconds, we find ourselves in the middle of a cancer story and we're watching, right? We, everybody's watching. Now, the festive mood, the vibration was so high. Everybody's having a good time. Right now, I scan the room. I look around because that's what I do as an entertainer, right? Because we always watch the audience. That's a habit that we have because we need to read the audience so we know what to do with it. You see what I'm saying? And so it's just a habit. And I turn and I, I look around and I see the vibe of everybody going down. And I mean, the vibe was spooky. It was just, it was like everybody in the room got depressed right, right then and there. Okay. And then they start telling this story. Then they start telling. And they made this guy out, of course, to be a hero because he was, you know, he was plugging along through these treatments and all of this. And then they said, and he's still working and, you know, da-da-da. And then they shined the spotlight on him. And he was in the middle of the room, you know, next to the camera. And he waved to everybody. And at that point, everybody had feelings, right? You know, I mean, I, I, was, I was like, wow, yeah, you know, 
I like help, brother. Right? Because I've been I've been through this thing with my best friend and he died. Right? So I'm like, oh I like yeah, I like help, brother. And then right after the story, right after the house lights went back on from the from that, that video presentation, it was collection time. Mm-hmm. So now we went from God to mammon. Okay. So here's the thing. I know it takes money to fund the programs in a church. I get it. I know it takes money to, you know, do all these things. And yes, it takes money. Now, the intent of what you're doing. Okay. Now I'm going to shift the focus. Okay. That was why I quit going to that church. Because I noticed they had a pattern of doing that. Now, if that was the only time they did that, I would have been, I would have probably still been a member of the church. Right? But after that, I was like, okay, I just, I just lost it already. Because from the, the law of attraction standpoint, I understood what was going on. Now, maybe some people weren't too savvy and they were just kind of going along like, you know, flies to a light bulb or moths to a light bulb and, you know, but I, I, I saw what was going on already. I saw the manipulation. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, okay. I ended up not giving money that day, right? And every Sunday, I was giving money. Now, here's the thing about giving money in the church. It's not the rich people that fund the church. It's the middle-income people, okay? Like the rest of America, right? It's the middle-income people, the middle class that fund everything, you know, it's the police officer that's out there. It's the firemen that's out there. It's the teachers that are out there. It, it's those people that are giving their 10, their 20, their 30, 50 dollars a week to the church, right? The rich people, yeah, they're, they're doing their part. They're doing their share. In fact, I know this lady who actually joined the church because she was making money from the church and they were all in this, you know, 501 3C hui together, right? Oh, boy, that's another story. In, in fact, I was with this radio station, Hawaiians, right? And had this sales guy. Okay, we're not going to mention his name or anything like that. But but he joined the church, right? And then it was like a few weeks later that I found out, oh, the church is buying time on the whole. So, so the radio station group is like six stations, right? And these guys were buying time on the number one rated station. You know how much that's worth, like every Sunday? Because it's a 60-second commercial on that station at the time, okay? Cost 250 I think $250, $260 for 60, oh, sorry, 30 seconds. 260 bucks for 30 seconds. Can you imagine what one hour of time costs? One hour, Hawaiians, right? Every week, okay? So, so this sales guy joined their church, right? Of course, right? And then, and the co- and then you know, and pretty soon we, we did a special event. And the birthday present to one of these guys who was the officer of the church that they had the thing in the radio station that I went to go do the entertainment for because we had a contract for the entertainment side of the, you know, the promotion side, the office side, Right? And, and my company contracted to the radio station, right? The, the, the birthday present was $10,000 in cash in $100 bills. You know, the stack, right? Yeah, that was the birthday present to this guy who was the officer, of one of the officers of the church. In fact, he was an outgoing officer. 
But that was his birthday party. And that was his present. Okay, now that $10,000 came from the $5 here, $10 there, $20 there. And it came from the head pastor. You know, the guy making 600 something thousand a year. It came from him. Oh, this is a personal uh, birthday present from pastor so-and-so. And and they gave it they gave it to him in the state on a stage on the state now the stage there's a small little hall okay and this hall fits 75 people and those 75 people were all the hierarchy in the organization right so it, it wasn't like this was open to the public right this was a private thing i was there on the inside and i saw it right and that was the same church that i quit going to because of what i just told you and this happened like this happened years after I quit going to the church, right? You know, and after that, I went to a different church, whatever. The other thing that I found ironic, okay, while we're on the topic, is that they had a storm and, 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 you know, whatever at that high school gymnasium and the roof fell in, okay? Now, you might ask yourself, what would Jesus do? You know, remember that thing? What would Jesus, they put him on bumper stickers. What would Jesus do, right? You know what Jesus would have done? Making all that money out of that venue, Jesus would have offered to help fix the roof. Did the church offer at all? Uh, no. What they did was they said, well, we had a contract. The contract is, is done. We can't, it's not a suitable place to have our stuff anymore. And they moved on. They moved on, Hollings. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand the business aspect. I've been a businessman for 30 years. I get it. I understand. Okay, the place is no longer viable for a, you know, right? If for a venue, we got to move. And, you know, it's not our responsibility because, you know, they're supposed to have their facilities in working order for us. You, you see what I'm saying? So I understand the business side. But what about the side that you tell everybody? What about the side that, oh, Jesus is love and Jesus is, has compassion and Jesus this and Jesus that? And all of a sudden, it's more important about profits. You know, because you know what they could have done? I'll tell you what they could have done, Hawaiians. They could have gone out because in their company, and I know... Uh, in their church, their their parishioners, whatever you call them, right? The members of the church. In that church, I happen to know several construction companies. You know what they could have done? They could have got those construction companies to donate the equipment, the manpower, okay? And they could have donated materials. And they could have fixed up that place better than it ever was. And it would have all been tax deductible. Everybody could have wrote it off. Because it was for the church. Did the church go through the problem, or the, the, the effort to organize something like that, to fix the place? Uh, no. They just went on to the next place. And they let the DOE, you know, hold the bag, right? The Department of Education, the state, right? Okay. Uh, and, and that's taxpayer money. Anyway, you look at it, taxpayer money. They could have saved taxpayers' money. It was all donation. You could get the, the, you know, the, the roofing company to go donate the, you know, whatever and put up some time. They could have even paid the guys for the time and had the materials donated. The materials would have been a write-off. All right. But anyway, that's what happened. Okay. So I moved on from that church. I said, well, I'm not going to be a part of that. 
right? I'm not going to give money to that, right? I'm going to give money to something worthwhile. And I, and I went to another church and, and, and kind of moved on. Now, the mammon part and how you serve God versus mammon, okay? Ask yourself this question. Are you working for something that benefits, you know, uh, money, yourself and money? Or are you performing a service or, or doing a business that's benefiting other people? There's a lot of people that are doing businesses that are benefiting others now, especially in social media. Okay, so there's a lot of people doing that. And there's a lot of people who really don't get the God and mammon thing, right? And they're serving money. Okay, it's a, the bottom line, right? <clears throat> now, in any business, the bottom line is money because you got to make money and whatever. And that's what they teach you in entrepreneurialism, right? I'm here to tell you that your focus, if, if your focus, let's put it this way. If your focus is on people, because I develop people. I have been developing people for 32 years. And I can tell you that in the beginning, when we first opened, my focus was money. Okay, because I didn't want the business to fold. Now, businesses fold within three years of them opening. And I didn't want that to happen to our company. Now, our company, our first company was a production company. And then we put up the school. Voice master, uh, voice, voice master singing school at the time. It's voice master vocal development now. But when we put up the school, right, we got this professional space. We were making money at home. It was illegal. Okay, I admit to that it was illegal. Lucky we didn't get caught, you see. But we had to start somewhere, right? So we was teaching out of the house, right? And it was only one person an hour, so there wasn't like a bunch of cars outside or anything like that. And then pretty soon, right, we got to the point where we had to go teach at a, at a commercial venue. And we've been in the same building right now for, oh gosh, over 20 years. Okay, but during the first three years, right, we worked nonstop. Three of us started the company. Okay, myself, Miley Grimm, Wayne Borges, who is deceased right now. Okay, my best friend that died from cancer. We worked from 9 a.m. to the in the morning till 9 a.m. at night. We made it our second home. Bro, we had a vending machine in there. We had an ice box in there. We had we had everything. We had everything except showers and <laughs> I mean everything, right? Because that was our second home. And the idea was to make it our second home until it could it could turn into something viable that we didn't have to worry anymore. And here's what happened, right? We started focusing after the first, I think we focused on money for almost one year. And it was Miley that told me, you know, she used to call me dad. She's like my Hanai daughter. And, and Miley said, dad, she said, why are you worried about the bills? Why are you worried about this? Why are you worried about that? Just do what you're doing. We, we're doing a good thing. It's helping a lot of people, a lot of people getting developed. A lot of people, you know, they're, they're maxing out their talent and everything. They, 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 they're, they're uh, developing. Why, why are you worried about the money? And I used to tell her, Miley, you don't get it. I, I'm responsible for everything. Everything is in my name. I got to pay the rent. I got to pay the phone bill. I got to pay the cell bill. I got to, you see what I'm saying? 
And she said, no, no, no. Just so she was living the law of attraction before I was. And I hadn't even, I haven't, I didn't even get into it yet. And she already knew it. And she would tell me these things. And I didn't listen until maybe, ah, I want to say towards the, because this was happening at the house, right? And then pretty soon I, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I want to say almost a year in at the professional space. And I said, all right, all right, you know what? I'm not going to worry then. I'm just going to focus on teaching. And that's what we did. We applied all our energies to teaching. Okay, and Miley ran the office. Wayne and I applied ourselves to the teaching. And we switched from mammon to God. Okay, because why? Because God is in human beings. Okay, we all have God within us. And we have Satan too, because we can do good or evil. Okay, depends on which side you choose. Choose wisely. Okay, because I can tell you, I've chosen the Satan side and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work, always. It did not work. But that's what we did. And we focused on that. We focused on improvement. You know, there's even a guy today, today, after I do the podcast, I got to go figure out what he owes me because it's been three months. I never charge him. I was so focused on his relaxation and his transformation because he's a fireman. He's a fireman. And those guys go through a lot of stress. My job was to show him that, hey, this thing works on your, on your total being. It'll relax you. It'll make you more confident. It'll make you more settled. That's what I was focused on. Okay, yesterday we was like, oh, you know what? Uh, I never paid you since January. <laughs> like, okay, never mind. I'll go figure them out. You see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? That's the difference between focusing on mammon and focusing on God. When you focus on God, you're focusing on his people. When you're serving God's people, instead of serving mammon, which is like, I don't know, Federal Reserve notes, right? The $100 bill is only worth one penny, okay? The paper that it's printed on and the ink that it took to put on the paper, that's all it's worth. We're floating on a sea of promissory notes, <laughs> on Federal Reserve notes. They're not even currency, they're notes, okay? But that's our economy. So why are you guys worried about money? You guys can attract that stuff. I mean, you guys got to break it down to stuff you can understand instead of looking at it like the big boogeyman. Because if you, if you do that, how are you going to put it into perspective? Your life's going to be difficult. You know, I got one of my, one of my former students. In fact, I got to pull him in for lessons because he's convinced that he's not living a respectable life. He's convinced that he needs all this money and all this stuff. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, bro, work on your talent. You're talented. You have so much skill, natural skill that God gave you. Work on that. I'm trying to point him towards the God in him, right? Not go looking outside for money. Don't do that. All you got to do is happen with the God part of you because God is real. Now, if you don't, if you have doubts in God, Okay, if you doubt God, because there's a lot of people who go to church. They go to church on Sunday, right? Every Sunday, they give the donation and they think they're honoring God. Oh, I love Jesus. I love oh, the Lord. When something goes wrong, what do they do? Uh, they go on Facebook. Uh, prayer warriors, we need your help because da 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 da. Right? Yes, there's power in prayer. But at that point, you're showing weakness. At that point, you're showing doubt. At that point, what you're saying is, okay, God, God don't got this. 
We need to call attention to God. We got to point it out to God because, because God is somehow absent in this scenario and we need to call him in. We need to call God into this thing so God can fix it. Come on, Hawaiians. Hawaiians, if you believe in God, you got to know. There's a difference between believing and knowing. You can believe all kinds of bull crap, okay? But if you know, like me, I know. I go day to day. I don't worry about anything. You know, people go, oh, wow, that's easy for you because you get clients. You get, you get businesses. You, you drive one Mercedes, right? Bro, you, you never saw when I drove the $400 Toyota. Cause, and you know what? I was happy. I had on fiance at the time. We didn't have crap. We had nothing. We had a $400 Toyota and a lot of love. And that's all we had. And that love was God. That love was that energy between me and her that took care of us. It took care of us. And that's why you get a lot of poor people, right? Well, they're poor in the bank, okay? But they're rich in the soul, right? And these people will tell you, oh, well, yeah, we, we know more million dollars, but we're happy. We get each other. We get our kids. We're happy. We get love. And that's true, right? And then when you have that love and you have that, that stuff be between, you know, between both of you, God brings everything, right? Yeah. Okay. Now it's the same thing when you're rich, when you have money, but your focus is not the money itself. And I know guys like this, they got tons and tons of money. Okay. One of my friends that, that I'm going to see pretty soon, I think next week I'm going to see him. Right, and he owns tons of stuff. He makes he he has a cash boy. Well, he has a couple cash cows. He has he has four or five or six cash cows that he built over the last so many years. Okay, but he has a family, and he puts his effort in his family. He loves his family. He he always he's all about his son and his daughter and his wife. He's all about that. And guess what? He keeps making more and more money. More and more blessings, more and more stuff comes. Why? Because his focus, yeah, in the business sense, you got to watch your nickels and dimes. I got to do that, right? But his focus, the, the main thing in his life is not the nickels and dimes. He's got that going on. He's got a machine. You know, like I have a machine online that keeps making me money, keeps deposit. Every, every month I get deposits from Amazon in my bank account. But I had to build a machine. I had to get things up there. I had to do all the work, right? But now I'm at the point where now I just I just get them in my account. Boom, boom, boom. I just check the account and then I transfer money when I need them. You see what I'm saying? But my focus is not the money. My focus is not like, okay, I'm going to get X number of dollars next month. Okay, good. Now what I'm going to eat? You know, that's not my focus. My focus is, hey, you know that fireman I'm helping? What can I do to get him to the next level next week? What can I do to, to level him up next week? You know, one of, one of my guys last night that I was teaching, right? I leveled him up, right? He's, he's singing more smooth and his confidence is, is kicking in. His reaction time to things slowed down. He's having a better life. You think that's not going to bring blessings, Hawaiians? That brings blessings, okay? So find what it is for you that you can do. 
you know, for my other student, like I was telling you about this guy, I keep telling him, bro, work on your talent, work on your stuff. Because when you're working on you, what you're working on, what you're exercising, you're exercising the God in you. And if you believe in God, if you really truly believe like, like how you say or how you think, then you got to know that that's real and you got to go with that. Okay. Now that's the difference between working for God and mammon. If you're just cons- if you're just considering money, okay, and you just look at all these guys, right? They're killing it, right? Oh, dude, I'm killing it with money. They kill it. They go out, they buy the sports car, they do this, they do that. Their focus is money, and what happens? They suffer that all expected loss because you know pretty soon, right? The tide's going to change, <laughs> and boom, money goes out just as fast as it came in. And they suffer a huge loss. And you go, hey, what, ha- what happened? I-, I thought everything was going. Oh, no, bro. You know, this happened. And, oh, the market tanked. And, oh, and I had, oh, had 500000 on that thing. I, j- I just lost them overnight. And it- you hear all those stories, right? Okay. They're focused on mammon. You got to focus on God, Hawaiians. Okay. So I think you get it. Okay. But that energy in you is God. If you walking around saying you believe in God, if you're out on Facebook or whatever, social media, showing everybody how godly you are, right? And you're showing everyone, whatever. You got to believe your hype. You got to believe what you're putting out there. And a lot of people, when they're faced with adversity, when they're faced with a challenge, right? They buckle. Why do they buckle? Hey, you know, my thing is like, bro, why are you buckling? I thought you believed in God. If you believed in God and you overdrafted the bank, frick them. Let them go. Right? God will fix it. You, you see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? All right. So either you believe in God or you don't. Or you believe in God and then you waffle. And when you waffle, what happens? Well, you bring in doubt and fear. And what happens when you bring in doubt and fear? Law of attraction. Right? You bring in doubt and fear. It sways you from your life path and you go out over here to left field. And then you got to come back to God because you got to come back to your soul. You got to come back to you. So be true to you, Hawaiians. Okay. And that's the value for today's podcast. All right. You guys have had enough already. (laughs) But I'm just right. I'm just telling you guys. So you cannot serve God and mammon. You got to pick one. And when you're in service to others. Okay. When you're in service to others, you put other people first. You go help somebody with his stuff first. My dad used to do that. He went to all his friend's house, right? He was, he was a plumber. My stepdad was a plumber. He went to his friend's house, helped him for free, bro. He wouldn't take anything. All day, he would dig the ditch. He put in the plastic fixtures. He did, he did everything. Thread the pipes for the metal pipes, everything. He did all of that for his friends for free. And they provided the beer and, and, the, and the poo-poos and dinner and what, right? Local style. Right? And those guys made big money off their rentals. You think you think blessings never came to my dad? Choke blessings. Choke blessings. And and I'm not gonna sit here because I'm gonna, gonna sound like I'm flexing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even say. But that's how I live my life. That's how my stepdad taught my mom how to live her life. That's how she lives her life. That's how my whole family lives our lives. And then people look at us and go, well, easy for you guys. You guys get this. You guys get that. You guys get a good job. You guys get it. There's a reason why we have that. And the reason is God. Okay, Hawaiians? No, you 
You could take that with your little orange juice for lunch because that's all. That broad, I mean, really, because it. Oh, oh, sorry, Hawaiians. I gotta go. You cannot serve God and mammon, Hawaiians. Okay? Serve God, serve other people. You will never regret it. Never, ever, ever. I promise you, your cup will run it over and you will have abundance from now until you leave this earth. All right, hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry, also Voice Master Enterprises, Family of Service Companies, and AFMHawaiiMusic.com, featuring the music of Darren Chinin. Don't forget to download his music. Uh, my brand new album, if I can put in a selfish plug. <laughs> it's called, it's got, what is it called? Uh, For All My Loves, Volume 2 just came out. And uh, my next album drops on June 15th. So look for that one on iTunes. It's coming. It's coming, Hawaiians. All right, Hawaiians. Till next time, I'm Junie Keiko Eva Jr. Mahalo and aloha.